Thanks to Harry's for supporting Industry Focus. To get your free trial set, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, and shave gel, go to harrys.com fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. It's Friday, July 21st, and we're talking Shopify. I'm your host, Dylan Lewis, and I'm joined in the studio by Ryan Reeves, one of Motley Fool's summer interns, and my good friend, Fool.com's Michael Douglas. What's going on, guys? Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Yeah, this is not your podcast debut, right, Ryan? Yeah, I was actually on Market Foolery at the beginning of this week, so that was that was a great introduction. I think that's the right order of operations. If you if you were to be like <laughs> debuting on a show and then having to do subsequent ones, it's like start, start out big with, leagues, start out with yeah. Chris Hill and and kind of <laughs> get get the A team experience <laughs> and then work your way down to industry focus. Once you have a show under your belt, yeah, there's a reason uh, this show is on Friday and uh, you know, end of the week. <laughs> I'm you know, not sure heading, what that means. Heading, heading into that slump. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, just kind of ease right into the weekend. <laughs> no, you guys are being humble <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, soul, uh, the cool tones of uh, smooth jazz, <laughs> the, the mellow smooth jazz. <laughs> um, Ryan, before we get into our stock talk today, you want to give listeners a little flavor for what it's been like uh, being a summer intern here at the Fool, and just kind of what you've been working on this summer. Yeah, this. This summer has been amazing. I've been on the Rule Breakers team, so I got to pitch a couple stocks to David Gardner. Um, so that was amazing. And then I've been doing three stock pitches. And then next Wednesday, actually, is a final stock pitch in front of the whole investing team. So just gearing up for that. No pressure. S- some nice, co- some nice difficult questions, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's it's been awesome learning experience. My mentor is Aaron Bush. Um, yeah, it's been great. And you kind of have a little bit of Aaron Bush, David Kretzman in you, right? Like you are, you are someone that started investing at a very early age. You're young, but you've been investing for quite some time. That's true. Um, about 13, I got interested in the stock market, and then ever since then, I've just been reading a bunch about it. And it's yeah, it's like a dream come true to kind of be here at this uh, Motley Fool for this summer. How does that feel, Michael? Knowing that being what seven, eight years older than Ryan, you guys have been investing for the same amount of time. Well, so technically speaking, I have to point out I started in mutual funds when I was twelve. Oh, but wow. good, good for but, you. But well, but they were mutual funds, right? So I underperformed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about stocks, so I didn't learn individual stock picking until uh, the end of my twenties. So had foresight. Still have the foresight. Well, actually, I, I timed the market at basically the worst possible time. Um, it was uh, mid two thousand one, mm. shortly before a lot of things. There's um, a lesson there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't try to time the market. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of individual stock picking. <laughs> Let's, oh, oh I see. You what a, put what it a, back in. What a pivot. Look at that. Wow, that guy. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about Shopify. Um, this is a stock that has been on an absolute tear for the past few years. In the last 12 months alone, it is up 175%. It's been a favorite of the investing team for quite some time. And I know it's actually a company that Ryan's been following for quite some time. So I wanted to bring him in to talk about it. Um, just to kind of kick us off, how would you describe this company to someone that's never heard of it? What do they do and how do they make money? Yeah, so Shopify is an e commerce solutions company. They help you build your website, they help with inventory management, they integrate payments. Um, so they basically have two um, segments for how they make money subscriptions and merchant solutions. So when you're trying to build an e commerce platform, you can subscribe to Shopify and then you get access, and there's a basic Shopify and advanced, and there's even plus for enterprises. But there's basically these four levels, and then it kind of varies by the number of features you get. And then 
The merchant solutions is mainly Shopify payments. So based on the amount of merchandise that flows through your online business, you pay a percent of that to Shopify um, so that you get the payments capabilities. And then Shopify Merchant Solutions also has Shopify shipping, capital, and they even have a point of sale system that they rolled out pretty recently. So it's mainly these subscriptions and the Merchant Solutions, how they make money. And this is kind of a one-stop shop. That's the idea, right? For people that want to get an e-commerce presence off the ground. Um, and it is not limited to just you know your small like kind of podunk like yarn business or something like that. Like this is something that a lot of major brands actually use. No, oh, exactly. So the Los Angeles Lakers, Tesla, Nestle, GE, Red Bull, all of them use Shopify Plus um, for the enterprise um, subscription. And yeah, as of 2016, 378,000 total merchants. So Shopify is definitely gaining some traction there. Well, and it's so attractive in so many ways because you you know essentially on the on the bottom end, if you will, you know when you're trying to start a business, like you've got a lot of different things you got to think through. Uh, you know, particularly if you're like hiring on people, you got payroll, you got HR, you got you know whatever you're actually doing to make money. Someone to essentially take all the e-commerce side of it and just make it, you know, push for a button. Okay, maybe not quite that simple, but pretty close. That's a really powerful value proposition to new entrepreneurs who are, you know. Frankly, often working like 80, 90 hours a week to get something off the ground. This basically just takes a whole channel off your plate in terms of work you have to do. And it's and it's tech literacy that you don't necessarily need to have, right? right? It it makes it easy and kind of plug and play for a lot of people that might not have that expertise and really just want to be able to sell, you know, uh, something that they might be selling on Etsy instead. Right. Um, but it allows them to kind of control the experience a little bit more. Yes. I think one of the coolest things about this company is the backstory. And how uh, Toby Lutke, the CEO, wound up deciding to actually found it. Um, he did not kind of get into this to start an e-commerce company. It was kind of something that was born out of necessity for him, right? Yeah, exactly. So the story kind of goes: Toby got a computer when he was really young, and then about eleven or twelve, he started programming. And he actually dropped out of school in the tenth grade in order to attend a coding um, school. And then in two thousand four. He and a couple buddies wanted to sell snowboards online, and he kind of found that there wasn't a good e-commerce software, so he was like, oh, this is interesting, and he basically built out his own platform, i.e. Shopify, and it was actually a funny story. Before 2011, the company was called Jaded Pixel Technologies, and um, not the best name. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they changed it to Shopify. Um, yeah, that that name is uh, both long and disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> like, why why are they jaded? Why are the pixels jaded? Right. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's definitely had some serious success in the last couple of years, as the stock price has almost tripled. Um, yeah, Toby Lukey. And something that we love to see as foolish investors, um, that's the case here with Shopify, is Toby Lukey owns a sizable chunk of the business. I think he has about eight shares of eight uh, percent of shares outstanding, if I remember correctly. Um, so you like having a founder that is leading this company and has a substantial amount of skin in the game. Um, looking at their financial statements, uh, not surprisingly, they, they paint a picture of growth. You know, we've we've seen just this incredible stock price rise over the last couple of years. Looking at the most recent quarter, revenue was 127 million, and that was up 76 percent year over year. Uh, the company is currently losing money. Not really a huge surprise, though, given it is a fairly young and high growth business. Um, I know that it's tempting to just look at these top line numbers and and also kind of check in on the bottom line. 
But uh, my feeling is that with a company like this, there are a lot of a lot of numbers that aren't on the financial statements that are probably worth checking in on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of want to walk through the important ones. Yeah, sure. So one important one is GMV or gross merchandise volume. That's basically the total amount of merchandise flowing through their customers' platforms. And in 2016, that ended as 15.4 billion, a growth of over 99% actually. And so they're looking to grow that. Probably it will decelerate a little bit, but GMV over 20 billion. Um, for sure, which that's crazy. And another metric to look at is average revenue per user. So in last quarter, it grew 81%, and now it stands at over $1,200. So, like I said, they have, as of 2016, they had almost 400,000 merchants at an average revenue per user of 1200 So you can kind of do some of the math, but that ends up at quite a bit of revenue. And yeah, you've seen the top line grow rapidly, rapidly. And when we say user here, we're talking about the actual business owner that is running a site with them as the e-commerce solution, not an end user like you and I would be buying something, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's, there's. It's worth clarifying because very often the that ARPU number that we cite is like social, seventy-five cents for social media like companies yeah. like Facebook or Twitter <laughs> is a little bit different. Um, we are going to do some of that back of the envelope math you were talking about with market opportunity, and we're also going to talk about some of the risks investors need to be aware of with Shopify. We're going to hit that in the second half of the show. Before we get over there, though, just want to thank Harry's for supporting the podcast. Now, Michael, how would you describe my face? Wow, what a loaded question. Um, I, I, it's, it's incredibly hairy. Incredibly hairy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but very well groomed at the same time. Thank you for taking the high road yeah. on, <laughs> on that answer, because I set you up, and you, you really could have gone low if I, you wanted I, to. Oh, I could have. Well. I ask that to make the point that I am someone that is really not all that handy with a razor. You are very clean shaven. Thank you. All the time. I appreciate it. And that. it's a good look. Oh, I think th- I think this is a good look for me. I I, I wouldn't disagree. So I am bearded. Um, that said, when Harry sent over some samples, I didn't have any trouble using their stuff. I think it was maybe the first or second time I'd shaved in two years. So you know, there's there's it's it's riskier when that happens, right? Because you've got a lot of hair and. You haven't done it in a while. I don't know the technique. Right. You know, I might nick myself. That said, wound up getting a really nice close shave, nice comfortable glide. Didn't cut myself. No blood in the sink. Wow. Look at that. Um, not bad for someone that hasn't shaved in maybe a year and a half or so, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, listeners, Harry is so Harry's is so confident that you too will love their blades. They're giving you their free trial set for free. Uh, just cover three dollars for shipping. Stop messing around and start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. It's a $13 value for free. All you need to do is cover shipping. And that trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, which I am personally a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. And Makes life a lot easier. It does. You know, just kind of soothes things afterwards. What more can you ask for? Um, and, of course, a travel blade cover. So if you want the package, all you have to do is go to harrys.com slash fool. That's harrys.com slash fool. Um, so bring it back around to Shopify. I think the exciting thing is for as much as they've grown um, and, and as much as their share price has appreciated in the last couple of years, it feels like they're really just starting to scratch the surface of the market that they're in. Um, you want to talk a little bit about what that total addressable market, that TAM, looks like for them and, and what that market opportunity is? Yeah. So, the 
they target mainly small to medium-sized businesses, and they estimate there's about 46 million of those worldwide, um, meaning under 500 employees. And as I said, the average revenue per user is about 1,200. So if you multiply 1,200 times 46 million, you end up with around 55 billion. And so they did revenue um, last year, or they're on track for doing around 570 million in revenue. So we're just getting started. If they capture 10% of that, that's 10 times the amount of revenues in a, yeah. That's that's gaudy growth, and something else that's kind of interesting to me with this business is, even after the rise that it's gone on, it is still just under a ten billion dollar company, um, which is which is a lesson in why investing in small and mid cap companies can be very good for your portfolio if you pick good ones. Well, and I, and I think that also highlights. Uh, I mean, one of the other things to keep in mind is like, yeah, sure, Shopify's main thing is small medium sized business, but as Ryan already pointed out very ably earlier. There are a lot of big businesses that are getting involved with Shopify too, and so if you think about the opportunity there, that could expand perhaps that total addressable market um, to make it even you know bigger. And beyond what they're doing right now, they also have some other growth initiatives in the works. Uh, my understanding is they're you know you talked a little bit about shipping and capital. You want to touch on some of the stuff they're doing there? Yeah. So they basically. Um, Shopify Capital, they give a little bit of seed money to business owners that uh, will be interested in using Shopify and um, expanding their platform. Um, so, Shopify Capital is growing pretty quickly. And then, um, something that they've rolled out pretty recently is the point of sale system. So, they're kind of competing with Square now in this space. If you go to Farmers Market or any small business, you see that iconic Square. Kind of white uh, little card card reader. (laughs) Exactly, the card reader. You kind of see that. Um, So, Shopify is trying to take some market share there. Um, And then, if you already have your e commerce platform set up, it seems kind of natural to use Shopify's point of sale system as well. So, it looks like. And actually, another development um, just last week, they made a partnership with eBay, actually. Um, So, they're kind of trying to take out. It seems kind of like a symbiotic relationship, kind of taking out one of their competitors and bringing them into the Shopify ecosystem. Well, and and just that integration across the board, like enabling Shopify to kind of do more and more and more things, I think is just such a powerful opportunity for them, sort of like almost uh, sort of like a like sticky relationship kind of network effect kind of thing. Because, I mean, so often you have you know. WordPress for your website, and you know something for something else, and Square for a third thing. But if someone can offer all of that, and particularly because they're kind of integrating it all and doing it cheaply, they're able to do it at a lesser cost than each of those things individually. Why wouldn't you go there? And all of Shopify's incentives are aligned with people that are using the platform, right? Yep. It is. It is a symbiotic relationship. They grow as all of the smaller merchants grow. So as you are processing more orders. You have more uh, transaction volume coming through. Um, that's going to benefit you. It's also going to benefit Shopify. Um, so they want to see everyone succeed on their platform. Mm-hmm. They want to help you grow your business if they can find a way to. Exactly. Yeah. This Toby Lukey has a quote: "Shopify is exactly this: the only platform you need to build your empire. Shopify is the first thing clients log into in the morning, and the last thing they log out of at night." You know, I could see Shopify Empire being like a like a Netflix special or something like that. You know. <laughs> Dun dun dun! Right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what is what did you build Toby Luke as before the ski bomb? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's the ski bomb that yeah. made millions. 
that made billions. Um, for, for all that Shopify does have going for it, I think there are some risks that investors need to be aware of, particularly because it's a high-growth company and it has just been running away right <laughs> with with its valuation lately. Um, right now, it's it's currently trading around twenty times sales, which trailing sales, which is which is not cheap, not cheap. by any means. <laughs> and I think that kind of sets the company up for um, some some hiccups if they are unable to deliver on any of Wall Street's expectations. Yeah, I mean, my you know, I, I came to the full in biotech, and even in biotech, twenty times sales is real expensive. <laughs> I mean, you just don't see that kind of valuation often, but. On the flip side, it's like okay, sure, that could cause some volatility, right? If they're fail to deliver, God forbid, you know, economy enters a recession, something like that. But at the same time, when you are addressing such a small percentage of your potential total addressable market, how much does valuation really matter when you're that small? You know, like you have this opportunity to grow to ten, you know, maybe far more x your size. Twenty times sales doesn't seem so crazy if if you're able to actually execute. Yeah, I think the tough thing for investors with these types of businesses is it's easy to fixate on valuation numbers, but the reality is like a seven billion dollar business versus a nine billion dollar business when the total addressable market is in the tens of billions, you know, in, right. in revenue. Uh, it's it's kind of just like I don't know, making a point out of nothing. Like it, right. it's it's almost like silly to to kind of. Draw anything from it because it's so inconsequential and, and the, the the growth runway is so big. Right. Um, but it's worth noting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, investors beware. <laughs> High growth companies are incredibly volatile, and frankly, execution risk is a bigger concern. You know, Procter and Gamble. Oh, sorry, can afford to have you know some mess ups before you know things get rough. Shopify is a lot smaller and has a much lower um, margin of safety. Yeah, and you know when you're working off of a quarterly revenue base of just over a hundred million dollars, you know you're you're not Procter and Gamble, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hint: You're not Procter and Gamble. Um, I, I think some other things that you need to keep in mind with this company is there are other players in the space, um, maybe slightly less inclusive full systems, but there are other people that are trying to get at that addressable market that we talked about before. Exactly. You have Big Commerce, which they're similar to Shopify, but you have Wix. And Squarespace, um, they're more just building out websites. Um, so Shopify, exactly how you said, um, they integrate everything, which is a huge advantage. If you're a business owner and you, just like you said, Michael, you just have the e-commerce portion completely taken off your plate, just simple to set up. But Squarespace and Wix and Weebly, other companies like this, they'll set up your website, but then you have to use other users or other companies um, in order to, for inventory management or payments or something like that. But yeah, the barriers to entry aren't necessarily super high with it being a software company. Um, but yeah, there there are some there is some competition for sure. I think to walk back some of those concerns, um, the switching costs are kind of high, uh, you know. Or there, there's going to be resistance to switching from your existing customer base. It might those types of companies might impact future customer acquisition, but the people that use Shopify and love it, um, they're not probably going to switch just because there is another competitor out there. So long as the value proposition remains, yes, right? That's so, huge. so like you know, if if Shopify gets greedy and hikes prices too much, that's Going to be a big problem, right? Because at a certain point, it's like, well, okay, yeah, this will be a pain in the butt, but it'll save us fifty grand a year. We're going to make the switch. Um, but I think the fact that they're integrating all this together um, means that they should be able to bundle things for cheaper and sort of get some economies of scale out of it. 
that's the hope. That that would be my thesis around the company. No, it makes sense. And you know, this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs want to have just work. Like they don't really care how it works. They just want it to be easy and simple for them. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I think really shows the value of Shopify is in 2015, Amazon was actually competing in this space and they bowed out basically and said referred all their customers to Shopify and said they're basically doing a better job than we are. So, if that's not a testament to how much value Shopify gives their customers, um, I don't know what is really. Yeah, Jeff Bezos does not usually walk away from a fight. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. just ask the grocery business. <laughs> <laughs> and and pretty much everybody pretty else. Pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's insane to me because this is something that's well within their core competency. Right. You know, theoretically and, at least. Right. And they just seem to be swallowing up everything that is, you know, kind of tangentially related to what they do. So for the them Washington Post. You know? <laughs> for, for them to be like, no, we respect what you guys are doing. Right. It's like it's a big vote of confidence. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, well thanks for hopping on the show, Ryan. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I know you've written a little bit for fool.com in your time here. Any pieces you want to highlight or give a shout out to? Um sure I wrote one the other day um Kind of telling the backstory about Mercado Libre, um, and their CEO is pretty cool, Marcos Galperin, um, and how he was a student at Stanford Business School, and a private equity guy came and talked to them, and he offered to give the man a ride back to his private plane, and he like made a couple wrong turns in order to buy some time, and he actually pitched him the idea of Mercado Libre, and he was in first, he was his first investor. Um, wow. So I thought that was a pretty interesting story. So, <laughs> do either of you guys watch Silicon Valley, HBO show? I've, I've heard of it. I, okay. Yeah, did I? The first episode <laughs> of this most recent season, um, the founder of this sh- of this company in the fictional show, um, Richard Hendricks, is driving is pretending to be an Uber driver and picking up people from this private equity event and oh, no and way. doing sales pitches. In the fake Uber ride to try and get him, you know, try to get some money for his business because they are like desperately in need of money. That's amazing. So wow, that, they that must have heard art imitating life, I guess, right there. <laughs> wow. Um, it, well, so listeners, if you are interested in reading Ryan's piece, just drop us a note, industryfocus at fool.com, and Dylan will be sure to get back to you. No. Yes, th- those go to my personal <laughs> inbox. So I will be sure to respond if it's related to the tech show. If not, you know, I'll let one of the other hosts handle it. Yes. And of course, you can always tweet us at MF Industry Focus. That's always an option too. Um, thanks for hopping on, guys. Appreciate it. No, yeah, thanks so much. It's fun, folks. If you're looking for more of our stuff, you can subscribe on iTunes or check out the Fool's family of shows over at fool.com/podcasts. As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show. For example, Michael owns Amazon, as do I. I own Mercado. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't, but I but I uh, have some uh, options on Shopify. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, the Motley Fool may have four more recommendations for or against stocks mentioned, and we clearly have our own interests. So, don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. Thanks to Austin Morgan for all his work behind the glass. Today was an episode that required a decent amount of editing. For Ryan Reeves and Michael Douglas, I'm Dylan Lewis. Thanks for listening and fool on. Mm-hmm.